It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. A promotion from the practice squad that could have another meaning, we'll explain, plus some eye-opening numbers on the commander's defense and their playoff chances. That's all coming up next on this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All righty, Commanders fans, welcome aboard one and all, and good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We thank you for making us your first listen and your first watch or your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the new WUSA 9 Plus, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. Download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. My co-host, David Harrison, is off tonight. He's covering the Washington Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and Commander Country. Uh, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show, along with Pete Medhurst on the Team 980 in the Washington, D.C. area and anywhere, always live and free on the Odyssey app, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And that's how you can also listen to this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not here, there, or somewhere else, we're on Twitter. David is at dharrison 82 I'm at Russellmania621, and the show is at L.O. Commanders. That's right. All right, so we start with the show. And this might seem like a minor move, but maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't. And maybe by the time you watch this or listen to this, we might have the news that I'm kind of going to get to hint at. Danny Johnson was promoted on Tuesday from the practice squad for the Washington Commanders. Now, there is a belief that none of the cornerbacks are injured, meaning none of the cornerbacks that were on the active roster on Sunday, your Christian Holmes, your um, your Benjamin St. Juice, your Kendall Fuller, guys like that, right? Uh, Tyreek Castro Fields is is down. He was uh, he was injured, so he wasn't available uh, last week, and he had been playing a little bit. Of course, uh, Rashad Wild Goose has been playing in the slot. Danny Johnson can certainly play in the slot. He really struggled in training camp and in the preseason, and therefore was cut along with Corn Elder. But it's really interesting to me that. They promote Danny Johnson on a Tuesday when they didn't have to. Unless they thought or unless somebody was trying to get him, so they had to do it, or or they could have a resolution to the William Jackson the third situation. What I mean by that is the trade deadline is coming up next Tuesday. I believe it's at 4 o'clock Eastern time. They don't really need to do this unless one of those two scenarios exist, right? Because you could just simply call up and promote Danny Johnson to the active roster on Saturday or Friday or whenever. You could wait. One of those two situations might be at play. Maybe we'll find out Wednesday. Maybe we'll find out Thursday. I don't know. 
but just something to keep an eye on. If it comes down to the William Jackson III situation, it's confusing on how much this would cost them to trade him. As best I can figure it out, uh, against, you know, overthecap.com has all the contract breakdowns, and the belief is it would cost about $9 million worth of dead cap hit uh, under the 2023 salary cap. Now, they could post June 1st in, um, and I guess take on $3 million next year and $6 million in 2024. I don't believe the money in terms of dead cap would accelerate to this year's cap, 2022. And that's probably a good thing because they only have like four and change somehow, according to over the cap. I, they went from $17 million to four and change somehow without signing anybody. I, I have no idea how these things are computed, guys. And again, these are unofficial records. The league has private numbers, and the NFLPA doesn't even have on their website. And stuff that is available to agents don't always have the exact numbers because contracts process uh, and different incentives and all that stuff and dead money, uh, it's, it's just a wacky system. So again, just keep in mind that when they move on from William Jackson III, assuming it's a trade, maybe it'll be before Tuesday's deadline. Maybe it'll be uh, before you even watch this or already have happened. The bottom line is, is they're probably going to have to take on about a $9 million dead cap hit, and it likely will go all on the 2023 salary cap to get out of one of the worst free agent signings uh, that certainly this regime has made, no doubt about it, uh, but really probably uh, in recent memory because William Jackson III has been awful for the Washington Commanders. All right, still no official word uh, on Chase Young as we record this on Tuesday evening. That was expected, right? We should find out, and again, maybe you've already found out by the time you're watching or listening to this on Wednesday that Chase Young will have activated into that 21-day practice window. Again, I want to caution you. That does not mean he's on the 53-man roster. It does not mean that. It means that it kicks off a 21-day activation window when they make it official that he has to be activated to the 53 or go back on season-ending IR. So basically what you're looking at is he can practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday if they choose to do so and not play Sunday against Indianapolis and then practice next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and play against the Minnesota Vikings. That's all in that 21-day window. They can even stretch it out, quite honestly, to the Philadelphia game, Monday Night Football, which would be a couple of weeks from now, and would be the one-year exact anniversary mark of the injury. Even after that, they can still stretch it out for another couple of days. You get my point. They have some time to make a proper decision here with Chase Young. And listen, normally you'd say, oh my gosh, you got to get Chase Young back. But because of Casey Tuhill, because of F.A. Obama, because of James Smith-Williams, and because of Montez Sweat, they have at least enough rotational depth to take their time. It's not a desperation. It's not a desperation. Now, what is interesting is, according to the NFL Transaction Wire and Aaron Wilson, the commanders on Tuesday worked out three defensive linemen, Cortez Broughton from the University of Cincinnati, Christopher Hinton from Michigan, two interior defensive tackles. Remember, they let Donovan Jeter go, uh, so this just could be practice squad depth. Uh, They are both listed as defensive tackles. And then Marquis Spencer, a defensive end from Mississippi State. So you have those guys 
that have worked out. They have not signed, again, as of Tuesday night. We will see where that goes. Maybe, again, we'll find out at some point on Wednesday or later in the week. A note on the defense. How about this? I was doing some research. Last year, they blitzed 31% of the time. I think that was seventh overall in the NFL. Much of that came in the second half when Montez and 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 um, and, and Chase Young were hurt, right? They blitzed 31% of the time. Uh, and again, I think that was like sixth or seventh in the NFL. This year, according to Pro Football Reference, same website that gave me the 31% number. So again, same analytics, same tools, 24%. Of the time. So down 7%. Now, last year, they had a hurry percentage, a hurry percentage, which I'll give you the de- definition of in a sec, of 10.2%, which ranked 18th in the NFL. However, according once again to Pro Football Reference, this year, they only have a hurry percentage of 4.2%, which is interesting. Now, how they define hurry a, is not a per se quarterback hit or a quarterback pressure it is a quarterback hurry per dropback but defined as the quarterback throwing the ball earlier than intended or that he was chased out of the pocket so again there is some gray some ambiguity here but 4.2 percent in terms of a hurry percentage because they blitzed seven percent lower It doesn't match the eyeball, if I'm being honest. It's the fourth lowest in the NFL. So how about that? All right, coming up, we will get into what exactly the commander's defense has done here and against whom, and also what the chances are that they are going to make the playoffs when it comes to comparing them to other three and four teams around the NFL. But first, guys, right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, we tell you about our friends at LinkedIn. That's right. Um, Every new potential feels like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why you have LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I wish I had them. What you do is you add your job that you're looking to hire for and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. And then you're going to spread the word that you are open for business. They have simple tools like screening questions uh, and much, much more. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one. Who wants to be number one? Of course you want to be number one, right? In developing, uh, delivering, I should say, quality hires against the leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free. That's right. At linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for F R E E free terms and conditions apply. And now guys right here on the locked on commanders podcast, we want to tell you about our friends at bird dogs. That's right. Bird dogs guys. They just launched sweatpants. Who doesn't need sweatpants as the fall weather kicks in. It's chilly in the morning. You want to be comfortable and you want to be warm. Well, they are just that super comfortable, soft. Oh, you're going to love them. I love mine. David loves his. I know that Uh, I don't play golf, but they're perfect for golf. You just can't expect to be like Tiger Woods uh, or somebody like that. Somebody good at golf. I'm not good at golf. So uh, I'm just going to wear them and be comfortable. How about that? I'm going to go do a radio show uh, and I'm going to do podcasts in my bird dogs. I can't exactly wear them to FedEx field because, you know, got to dress up a little bit. 
But trust me, I'm wearing them on Saturdays, baby. I'm wearing them throughout the week when I get home. No doubt about it. Bird Dogs joggers are high quality uh, than Lululemon and $20 less. What are we talking about here, guys? Go buy some Bird Dogs. If you're still wearing shorts in the winter, it doesn't matter if it's uh, – Florida or 10 degrees in New England uh, or Chicago. They have signature shorts with built-in liners. Uh, they will keep you warm and comfortable. What you do is go to birddogs.com, enter the promo code locked on, and they'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat. That's right. That's birddogs.com, promo code locked on, and boom, a free bird dogs road hat, a uh, rope hat rather, is yours with your pair of bird dogs, the most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatshirts. That's right. They have all three with built-in liners. You will not want to take these things off. I promise you that. All right, back here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. We appreciate you making us your first listen and watch of the day. For your second listen and watch, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, it's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. That's right. All right, so before we get to the Commander's playoff chances, which we're going to examine in a second with the help of ESPN, wanted to get to a, a feature that we rolled out a couple of weeks ago that I didn't get to do last week because of all the Dan Snyder, Jim Ursay stuff, and by the way, how juicy is it that they go head-to-head, even though they don't play or coach, on the field uh, this Sunday in Indianapolis. But this is after further review, and I wanted to do two things. Very early in the game on Sunday, the commanders were backed up uh, right near their goal line. As a matter of fact, they took over at the three-yard line, uh, ran it uh, for a couple of yards, I think two or three yards, and faced a second and seven from the Green Bay six. Now, Taylor Heineke threw a short pass to the left flat, which – Curtis Samuel was ruled initially that he caught. It was not a great throw from Taylor Heineke, if we're being honest. Uh, Many bad throws in the first half. Uh, The ball was, again, first rule to catch, and everybody kind of thought, oh, it's harmless. Samuel fumbled it. It went out of bounds. Rasul Douglas was there. Um, Green Bay, even though they weren't going to get the ball on the fumble, they challenged the completion. And before they got the reversal, which they did, which set up a third and seven at the Washington six, everybody was beside themselves that Matt LaFleur, the Green Bay Packers head coach, former Washington quarterback coach, guy I know well, um, would challenge such a meaningless, seemingly innocuous call. Well, I started thinking with some hindsight, and it's always why we do this, right? After thinking about it and not being in the heat of the moment, why would Matt LaFleur challenge that? It again. Three-yard catch. What's the big deal? So we're talking the line of scrimmage from the nine back to the six, right? So here's why I think he did that. And I don't know if he was asked about this in his post-game presser on Monday or what have you, but think about this. If they're at the six instead of the nine, it increases the chances that Taylor Heineke gets sacked in the end zone for a safety. It increases the chances of if they commit a false start, right, the commanders, possible. It's a five-yard penalty. Now, instead of being at the nine, you're at the six. And instead of being at the uh, four, you're at the one. 
right? Where anything can happen, damage can happen. And it sets up an even shorter distance for the punt. I talked about this with former head coach Jay Gruden on Monday, and that's where he got me to start thinking about, uh, because I asked him, I said, could it have been a field position decision? And he agreed. So basically what LaFleur is saying, look, I don't care, guys, that it was a small play. I want Washington backed up potentially as far back as I can get them. It's a shaky offense. It's a quarterback that is just getting into the game. And sure as you know what, it almost worked because on third and seven from the Green Bay six, I'm sorry, for the Washington six, Taylor Heineke got big time pressure up the middle and lofted one into danger. And it was almost picked off. It was a terrible throw, a terrible decision, and he was almost sacked in the end zone for safety. So that's what Matt LaFleur was trying to do, I think. Now, continuing after further review, that throw, that particular situation, the two throws, the one to Samuel for the challenge, and then the one on third down um, is a perfect example of just how bad Taylor Heineke was, but it's not the only examples, unfortunately, in the first half. You might not remember all the raw numbers. He was 7 of 17 for 39 yards, a touchdown, a pick six, a horrible pass uh, that Devondre Campbell stepped in front of J.D. McKissick on, picked off, ran 44 rating. It could have been worse. We all know he was sat, uh, he was hit hard, uh, forced to fumble. Rashawn Gary hit him. Uh, then it was picked up by Rasul Douglas, who ran it all the way back, but if not for an illegal uh, contact penalty uh, while he was in the pocket, meaning Heineke from Eric Stokes, one of their better corners. Uh, it cost the Packers essentially at least six points, maybe seven, maybe eight. And it saved the Washington commanders late in the first half. Now here's the deal, right? If, if that would have counted, of course, ultimately the commanders would have lost the game. We know that, but there were at least four, three or four more high-danger throws, or what I would consider high-danger throws. One of those, two of those, actually being the first sequence that we just mentioned. Uh, and then on the second series, third down, an incompletion to Terry McLaurin on a crosser. He was open. He had crossed the face of the safety. He had gotten past the corner. He was open, and Taylor Heineke pulled the trigger late, and it almost got intercepted. They got away with a lot of stuff, big time. It wasn't just about, oh, hey, he made one bad throw. No, 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 no. It was a lot of bad throws, and they got very, very fortunate. All right. Um, now, we wanted to move along to this because I promised you this. ESPN Analytics, whatever that means, uh, did a breakdown of the best chance of the three and four teams in both the NFC and AFC to make the playoffs. It was one big pie. It wasn't the best chance in the NFC, it was just to make the playoffs, right? With NFC and AFC teams all combined. Amongst the three and four teams, and remember, the world champion Los Angeles Rams are three and three. So they're technically in this mix too, but they're not three and four, they're three and three. However, the Bucks, 49ers, Packers, Falcons, Cardinals, Patriots, Commanders, and Bears are all three and four entering week eight of the NFL season. So ESPN's analytics gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a 68% chance of making the bless. Of course, they play against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens on Thursday night football. The 49ers, who got destroyed late by the Kansas City Chiefs, a 61% chance of making the playoffs among the three and four teams. The Green Bay Packers, 
the team that Washington Commanders just beat, but still with Aaron Rodgers, as much as it's been a struggle, a 50% chance. The Falcons, a 38% chance. Washington has them on the schedule in about a month. The Cardinals, a 25% chance. Smell what I'm cooking here? The Patriots, even after the Monday night debacle, a 14% chance. And then finally, the Commandalorians at 13%. 13% only ahead of the Chicago Bears at 4%. Take that as it's worth. Um, here's the deal. Lots of people throwing bouquets of roses and stuff at the Commander's defense and Jack Del Rio. Ever All of a sudden, everybody likes Jack Del Rio. Goes with the tide, whatever. Uh, I mean, either a guy was a good defensive coordinator then or, or, or I mean, he didn't suddenly get smart. Um, but they played some pretty bad or anemic offenses. I mean, think about this, right? We know how awful Green Bay was, whether it was because of Bakhtiari, uh, you know, again, losing uh, Devontae Adams over the offseason, no Randall Cobb, um, you know, just all sorts of different things. Aaron Rodgers' thumb. He has now passed for under 300 passing yards, 11 straight games. Think about that. 11 straight games. That goes back to last year with Devontae Adams in December and January. Think about that. Um, Aaron Rodgers this year, worst in his career in quarterback rating, 40.5, team point per game, 18.3, and a 3-4 and four record through week seven. Think about that. Justin Fields, even though the Bears put up 390 yards of offense, they threw up all over themselves inside the five-yard line, not once, not twice, but three times against Washington. Washington helped. And before that, it was Tennessee. <laughs> And Indianapolis starting a rookie quarterback, not a rookie quarterback, a quarterback playing in his first like real NFL game in regular season who has not thrown a regular season throw. That's four relatively easy or anemic offenses in this stretch. Something to keep in mind. All right, coming up, we wrap up the show with some thoughts on Carson Wentz, his contract and his position. Wait till you hear what Ron Rivera had to say. That is next. But first, we tell you about our friends at Price Picks. That's right, in pricepicks.com. They are the place to be. Fun place to hang out and get your daily fantasy sports swerve on. That's right. Here's what you do. You pick between two and five players, and if they uh, score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you are going to win. So say, again, you like Lamar Jackson to throw less than his prize picks projection passing yards, but more to uh, to run more against Tampa Bay than his prize picks projection for rushing yards. You can package those two and you're in like Flynn, right? That's all you have to do. Pick between two and five players. Now, if you want to add another player or two, so that makes fun. The more you do, obviously, the more the chances go up that you are going to win and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. That's just for the Thursday night game. They have every sport covered, NHL, NBA, college football, all the rest of the NFL slate. You know it. You can do it. You want to take Taylor Heineke? Oh, more or less uh, the passing yards this Sunday in Indianapolis. Go right ahead. Help yourself. Uh, Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Download the Prize Picks app right now or go to prizepicks.com. That's how I do it. I don't do it on the app. I go to prizepicks.com. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, Prize Picks is going to give you 100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks is going to give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, wrapping up the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks for being with us uh, in this midweek edition. Again, David Harrison will be back with a crossover Thursday edition. So we have what's called... I guess, a Carson Wentz dilemma. We all know he's on IR. He's out for the next at least three games. Uh, I believe he'll miss a fifth game minimum uh, at Houston short turnaround, even if he's ready and medically cleared. But then there's the situation with his contract. We know there's two more years left on his deal. None of it guaranteed, right? So it's easy to get out of. But there's this 70% threshold of snaps played. That means if they trigger more than 70%, the commanders and Carson Wentz, they got to give Indianapolis a second round pick. If it's less than 70%, then they have to give them a third round pick. And they've already given them a third round pick. So two thirds better than a third and a second, obviously, right? Nobody needs to say that. Well, Ron Rivera, uh, to my pal Ben Standing of The Athletic, uh, said uh, about the clause that, you know, and whether or not it would affect future decisions when it comes to QB1. Quote, it shouldn't have to. He said, we'll see. I don't want to bench a guy and not play a guy just because of something we put in the contract, meaning the commanders. Well, here's the problem. And that, again, from Ben Standing of The Athletic, and he's got more on that. Uh, go check it out. It's well worth your time. Uh, ben Standing's awesome. Um, here's the deal. It should not be the reason, but it could be a reason. It should not be the reason, but it could be a reason. And that's how you have to operate, right? Of course you wouldn't bench Carson Wentz if he was playing well, just to bench him to avoid the of course, right? But he wasn't playing well. And there's a more than good chance that when he returns, if he returns, when he's cleared, if he's cleared, when he returns to the starting lineup, if he returns to the starting lineup, that he's not going to play well. It's not all of a sudden like a snap of a finger and the lights turn on and he's going to be awesome, right? Of course you wouldn't bench him again if he was playing really well and the team was winning and he was playing statistically good and all that stuff. But again, part of it is because you just can't give Indianapolis a pick that's you know approximately 30 picks higher than what you already are on the hook for giving them. But again, that's assuming that Carson Wentz gets cleared, returns to the starting lineup, and plays well. All of those things have to happen. He'll get cleared. It's just a matter of whether he'll crack the starting lineup again based on Taylor Heineke and the team, and based on then, if he does, how Carson Wentz performs. Uh, again, we'll all see how it plays out. And again, it depends on Heineke. If he's three and two or four and one and he's playing reasonably well, uh, I'm not going back to Wentz. And I don't think they are as well. Fans are going to want to go to Sam Howell. Uh, look to me, you can hold off on Sam Howell. Go back to Wentz if Heineke's play warrants that and the team's play warrants that. And then still avoid that number and start Howell the last two or three games of the season. Remember, you got an extra game to play with. Again, that's how you can do it. Remember, Heineke is a free agent and Wentz has an easy opt-out 
of his contract, which then would only, again, cost you two draft picks, a third, and hopefully a second third, and not a third and a second. All right, so that's something we're going to obviously be keeping tales of uh, over the next several weeks. We want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Come on back for the next episode. Again, David will return with a crossover Thursday episode as we get you set for the Indianapolis Colts and the Washington Commanders. Check out Locked On Sports today. Uh, Again, the games that matter the most, biggest stories in sports going beyond the scoreboard and uh, behind the scenes with local experts like us and insights that only Locked On can provide. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcast. If you want to hop in on the voicemail line, it's 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. That's going to do it for us today, Commanders fans. Thank you again for joining us. We're free and available on all platforms, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. For David Harrison, cover the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Commander Country. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Matt Hirsch Show on the Team 980. We'll be back again with a crossover Thursday edition, and then David and I will return tag team style again before the week is out with our final picks and predictions right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.